are living your story right now in this moment. You know, no two stories are alike. We are all unique. We all have a different lens through which we see the world. We all have something to contribute, to share, to be. That uniqueness takes courage. It's not easy to stand in your truth. It's not easy to let yourself be vulnerable, to be really seen, to be really heard. So many of us hide. So many of us stay hidden. So many of us make the choice to step forward, to own who we are, to own our stories, to share our voice. The tide is turning. We're moving into a space of deeper vulnerability, courage, authenticity, and love. We're moving closer to greater self-love, self-acceptance, honesty, and empowerment. To get there, to get to that space, means we have to authentically share who we are. It means we have to authentically show up as our true selves. The magic is in sharing who you are. The magic is in sharing your story. That's where this series comes in. Own your voice. Love yourself. Stay true to your story. Dive deep into your vulnerability. Shine in your authenticity. Once you do, there's no stopping you. Stay honest. Stay brave. Stay true to who you are. Welcome to Seek the Joy Podcast, the power of storytelling. Hi, I'm Ida Schattenstein, founder and CEO of Multi-Role Woman, a platform dedicated to helping women who serve multiple roles and have so much going on, but feel like there's just never enough time to get things done. You know, as a coach, a graduate student in the field of mental health counseling, mental health awareness advocate, and songwriter, um, I offer guidance in the form of tools, tips, and resources that can help people improve their time management, prioritize their task list, and just take advantage of their inner strengths and resources to get them to um, to reach their goals and build a roadmap to get there. And I know these struggles all too well. As a mom of four kids and wife to a serial entrepreneur, I understand how hard it can be to live in a scarcity mindset. And not only do I have a lot on my plate, but I also have an ADD diagnosis, which sets me back even further. And things that normally take 10 minutes can take me two to three hours to accomplish. So I recognize how important it is to have these tools and tips and implement them into your life in order to reach your goals and bridge the gap between where you are and where you want to be. So how did I get here? Well, it started with me being very scatterbrained um, and procrastinating and ending my days just feeling kind of like not only unaccomplished, but riddled with self-doubt also. Like, I didn't feel like I had what it it took to meet my goals and reach my potential. Um, I was riddled with self-doubt and it wasn't an an easy um, mindset to live in, but that's that's how things were for me at the time. And it took a lot of soul searching to help me realize that the only person who's responsible for change is me and that I could become the protagonist in my own life. 
but I had to put the work in. And having read so many self-help books and doing research on all kinds of mental health struggles and how people overcome them and going to coaching conferences, going to lectures, gathering information on how to improve my life. All of those things led me to um, build my own unique toolkit for change. And as I did that, I, I started to journal about the growth that was happening in my life. And I always took notes when I read something of value that I thought can help other people, things that helped me tremendously. And over time, I had amassed a treasure trove of valuable information that was absolutely life-changing. And I knew that I had to share it. I just didn't know how I would share it. Um, I didn't think that I could act as an expert. I felt as though there were many other people out there who um, are better suited to helping others um, you know, deal with their struggles. And it came to a point where I realized, you know what? Even though I'm not an expert, even though I don't have all the information, I do have some valuable insights that I know could help people. So I decided to put myself out there, which is kind of um, not very in line with my personality type. I'm an introvert, but um, I just had a, a mission. I created my own mission statement. And I wanted to start helping women who um, have experienced the same struggles I did, which I found later that there were so many more than I'd initially thought, um, and just kind of build this community of women who support each other, who understand each other's struggles, and who could work together to create lasting change, not only in their lives, but in the lives of others as well. Because a rising tide will raise all ships. You know, if we improve, if we improve ourselves and we, you know, put in the work, then naturally the people around us will improve as well. And I just believe so strongly that in sharing my story and being open about my struggles, it, you know, I, I can help create a climate of connection where we feel less alone. And I think that in the world that we live in today, it's so important to help each other feel understood and not stigmatize mental health struggles or issues that we face and recognize that we're all better off when we support each other. So I will continue to share my story. I will continue to coach clients and give workshops and help people bridge the gap between where they are and where they want to be by creating a unique roadmap and toolkit for change and improvement and total transformation. I think it's so important to be open about our struggles. And it really taught me the value of vulnerability, of authenticity, and how being authentic can fuel growth and connection, which is what we all desire at our core, to connect to each other. And I realized how universal our struggles are when I shared my story. Suddenly it opened the floodgates and people started to say, oh my gosh, me too. I had the same struggle. I thought it was just me. And that was so, um, it was so liberating, not only for me, but for anyone, for anyone I've spoken to in the past who suddenly no longer felt, felt as though they were alone in their struggle. And this really created a climate of connection and meaning where we were able to share in each other's experiences. And that paved the way for better and more wholesome living for me. And that is why I'm here today to spread the word, to share the message, um, to share my story and what I learned, the lessons I learned along the way. 
What I really ultimately dream of is to live in a world where we feel a deep sense of connection. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to my story. I want to start off by saying my name is Janine Hernandez. I am a New Jersey born and raised native. I moved to Phoenix when I was 14 years old and I've been here ever since. I absolutely love living here and really enjoy my time here. Um, I do a lot of different things here as far as like hiking and just being in the zen and energy vortex as I like to call it. I am a single mommy of one son. He is 12 years, he's about to be 12 years old and life with him has been simply amazing the past couple of years. I am a published author and I'll tell you a little bit about my story. Ever since I was little, I always dreamt about being a published author. You know, when you hear kids, young kids, that talk about, you know, when I want to grow up, I want to be a firefighter, or I want to be a teacher, or I want to be this or that. For me, it has always been when I grow up, I wanted to be an author. And I know that it's odd for some people. It's not such a common thing that you hear, but I just always knew in my heart that that's exactly what I wanted to do. And when I was nine years old, um, I started writing my first book. And with the support of my parents, we did everything that we could to try to get published. But back in the 90s, there wasn't much resources at your fingertips as there is now with the internet. So I wrote my book, I put it to the side, and it wasn't until I was in my late 20s that I decided to finally pick it up and get it published. I found a couple of mentors that helped me along the way in order to get this accomplished. Now, five years later, I have the opportunity of having four published books, three of which are written, one is an ebook, and I do have a children's book as well. So I've been dabbling a little bit in different genres, and it has been quite an amazing experience. Aside from that, I started to push myself out of my comfort zone and start speaking at events. I've started coaching aspiring authors on how to publish their books. So I've always just known that this is exactly what I wanted to do. However, life has not always been um, perfect if, if I want to put it in simple terms. You know, there was a lot of things that I went through, um, that, stopped me from pursuing my dreams and stopped me from accomplishing the things that I wanted to accomplish. I um, have been in multiple different scenarios or situations that helped me mold myself and grow myself as a person. Anything from domestic violence to, um, you know, fighting to losing, you know, people in our lives that um, we hold near and dear to our heart. But if I want to share, I do want to share something that has happened um, recently, um, which has really helped 
build and mold the person who I am today, right? Because a lot are oftentimes we think that we have it all figured out, we're on the right path, and then something happens, it steers us in a different way, and then we learn something completely new. So back in 2018-ish, I had been dating someone for about two years, and We just weren't on the same page. After a while, we were no longer on the same page. However, this person was someone that I loved dearly. And we had an amazing relationship. There was a lot of good positivity in our relationship. There were a couple of things that we didn't see eye to eye. But overall, it had to have been one of the most amazing relationships I've ever been in in my whole life. And so when we started to not be on the same page or want the same things, um, things started to have a little bit of friction in them. We just were not, things weren't working out the way that I wanted them to. And after a very serious conversation that we had on the phone, we both um, expressed that we were just wanting two different things for our future. However, I wasn't ready to give anything up. He did end up telling me that he needed his space and, um, you know, he would contact me soon. And I didn't know what that meant at all. But for the next two weeks, I didn't hear from him again. He completely just cut me out of his life. Did not respond to my texts, to my emails, to my phone calls. I didn't know what had happened to him. And, um... My intuition can be very, very strong. I know exactly what is going on around me or I get different signs, but my intuition is extremely strong. And I remember coming home from a Vegas trip. I was on the flight and I received a, um, you know, just this gut feeling that I needed to check the mail. Of all things, check the mail. So as soon as I got home, put my luggage down. The first thing I did was go check the mail. And there was a handwritten letter from him. And in his letter, he told me that he loved me unconditionally and that I deserved the world and more. And he couldn't be that person for me. So he was breaking up with me. And aside from that, I had also been in a very, very dark place because we had, uh, my family and I had recently lost two family members due to cancer. So, um, you know, I'm dealing with the morning of a breakup, really, because there was no closure. I'm dealing with mourning two of my family members that are dying, that had died of cancer. And then I also myself um, had to have a surgery due to a pre-cancer scare. And it wasn't an inpatient one. I was in the hospital. They had to put me under the whole nine yards. And I found myself suppressing a lot of feelings and resentment, and I felt numb. Um, on top of all of this, I was getting ready to launch my, um, my children's book at the same time. So I had this one side of me that was driven and was getting things done, and then a side of me that was completely numb and not dealing with my emotions or my feelings. And um, after my book launched, literally like two days after, I completely crashed. 
emotionally, mentally, physically, like the whole nine yards, I just crashed. And um, I pretty much binge watched Netflix for like six months. I was in a, the, a depressive state because um, I had all these emotions that I hadn't dealt with. And a lot of guilt as well. Like, what did I do wrong? Not only with my relationship, but just like my body. Like, how could I get myself to a point where I'm having a pre-cancer scare? I was very, very hard on myself. However, I want to share a part of my story that with anything negative that happens like that, usually it's because something amazing is coming. And what happened next after my six months of being down in the dumps and dealing through my emotions, I was able to recreate myself as a woman. And what I mean by that is that I started to live for me and I started to wake up every single morning living for Janine and living for um, everything that I stood for. And I had this very, very deep desire to want to go out there and learn new things and overcome fears. So for example, I have this um, really good friend of mine. He's a hiker, skier, all of that. And I had always been afraid of mountains for some reason, just elevation sickness, etc. I started to hike and I started to realize that this was something that I absolutely loved. I also had this fear of planes. Um, and um, anyone that would jump out of planes and skydive, I always felt they were a little crazy. Um, I had a coworker 15 years ago that had passed away skydiving. He, um, his, his uh, parachute got tangled with someone else and they hit the ground and he ended up passing away. It was a very traumatic experience. And I realized that I was living my whole life with a fear of what happened to someone else. And I don't know, I just like recreated myself. I was like, I want to be a new woman and I want to live my life for me. So I went out there and I skydived. Um, It was the most amazing experience that I had ever, ever experienced in my life. I was able to overcome a fear. Um, I, of course, once I signed the paperwork, because you sign your life away, I was trembling and so scared and I was listening to heavy metal and doing jumping jacks and I just had all this energy built up inside of me. But as soon as I stepped on that plane, I realized I was about to do something so amazing and it was about to be for me, not for anyone else, but for me. And as soon as I got on that plane, I was so calm, I was so ready, and I saw you know, the most amazing colors. You see the most amazing colors when you're um, going up in the air on this little tiny plane and they open the door. And of course, I'm the one that was going to jump first, but they open the door and I get to see all of like Phoenix, Arizona, all the mountains, everything. It was just absolutely breathtaking. And I did it. Like I took a step, I smiled at the camera or the videographer and I jumped. And it was the most amazing amazing experience. And um, life is all about jumping. And I feel like, um, you know, I know that I can't share all of my life story with you guys, but I wanted to share this piece with you guys because it's very important to um, deal with your emotions when you're going through different things, but also don't be afraid to recreate who you are. If you're unhappy with something, it is okay to mold yourself into someone new and to learn new things about yourself. I am now in my early 
early 30s, um, and I never in a million years thought that I would be the woman that I am right now. And I know that in my 40s, I might be someone completely new, and I'm just so excited to be on this life journey. So one of the things that I have learned myself with sharing my story is just um, speaking my truth. And that's something that I try to do, um, I've been trying to do a lot lately, is speaking my truth. And it is okay to speak my truth in a person, in a professional way, um, in a nice way. Um, sometimes maybe we don't agree with what someone says to us or what someone does, but it's okay to speak our truth and do it with love and compassion and be sweet. It's okay to go through different situations and um, but still find joy in the memories that you had with the person or be grateful for the things that they taught you. Um, one of my biggest dreams, honestly, is to be on The Ellen Show. Um, I will continue to publish books um, for as long as I can because it has been my dream since I was a little girl. But one of my big dreams is that I will be able to sit on that couch with Ellen one day and be able to share my story and be able to share my books with everyone. Um, so if I can leave you guys with anything is um, live your life, live an amazing one. And it is okay to recreate yourself. It's okay to push yourself out of those comfort zones. It's okay to push yourself past your fears. Um, I was able to do it. I'm still going through it. I'm still walking through that. Um, but I promise you that it has been amazing. And um, I wish you all the best. Hi, everyone. My name is Ashley Surma. I'm one of the founders of For the Good, a community created to empower and elevate you to live a purpose-driven life. My husband, Jordan, and I started For the Good a year ago. The idea stemmed from many conversations about how the world has taken a negative shift, whether it be on social media, the morning news, and the conversations that we have between people on a daily basis. We strive to take a stance for the positive, with the ultimate underlying message of our stories and messages being the power of our mindset and how shifting it to one filled with positivity can impact your entire life, same as one focused on negativity can. I have learned that although I cannot control what happens in life, I do have control over how I respond. A few months into starting for the good through sharing these stories, I have felt empowered to dig a little deeper. I learned that the power of sharing stories can bring healing to others. When it comes to telling our stories, we tend to feel a lot of pressure, wondering, what if my story is too much? What if it's not enough? Will anyone even be able to relate? Our stories bear the scars of valleys treaded, victories won and lessons learned. Yet, we fear that when we reveal them to someone else, they might be misinterpreted, misunderstood, or rejected. I've learned that one person's authenticity inspires another person's audacity and empowers them to speak out about the hidden parts of their story. For my entire life, I held in the story about my dad who struggled with substance abuse. He used it to cope with negative things that had happened in his life. Growing up with a parent who has an addiction isn't easy. You see them transform into a different person before your eyes. It hurts to see someone you love hurting. It hurts to not know what to do to help them. I heard a story by Kirk Franklin that resonated with me. It goes, 
Two twin boys were raised by an alcoholic father. One grew up, and when asked what happened, he said, I watched my father. The other grew up and never drank in his life. When he was asked what happened, he said, I watched my father. Two boys, same dad, two different perspectives. I've learned that your perspective in life will determine your destiny. I was a young girl when I realized that I had two choices when it came to my dad's addiction. To forgive or hold on to the hurt as I saw him do. I saw what it looked like to hold on to anger and resentment. So I decided that no matter what my dad might say or do, I would show forgiveness. I've learned that it is our decision to create a life we want and the mindset we want to have. I could have held on to the hurtful things my dad said or how he didn't get help, but I believe we have the power to overcome any circumstance by focusing on what lifts us up rather than what pulls us down. As Carl Jung once said, I am not what happened to me, I am what I choose to become. I am now choosing to share my story as a way to honor my dad and help others find the healing they need. And for the families who are impacted, to know that you do not walk this journey alone. The stigma related to addiction causes us to feel shame, and I have felt shame for having a parent who had this disease. We keep our stories inside because we are afraid of how people will view us or view our loved one. But in reality, it's in the sharing that sets us free. Free to make a difference in the life of someone who is struggling. In 2015, my dad suddenly and unexpectedly passed away at the age of 53 to a heart attack. It was Memorial Day weekend, and it seemed as if it was just any typical day. Although the depth of grief has lessened over time, there are still pings of pain that show up, reminding me that my dad is no longer here with me. After he passed away, I attended an eight-week workshop with New Hope, an organization created to support people in their grief. After a speaker presentation, everyone would break off in a smaller group based on their loss. I was placed in one for loss of a parent. On my first day, I sat down and I looked around at the others in the room. I was in a group with people who were two, three times my age when what I was seeking was people who were my age, who would understand what I was going through when it came to how my dad wouldn't be around to walk me down the aisle when I got married or be there to see his grandkids one day. I had a difficult time being able to connect with people who get it because many adults my age still have both of their parents. I've learned that when it comes to death or grief, people simply don't know what to say and talking about it makes them feel uncomfortable. I believe this is something as a society we need to work on. Being open to showing up for others during difficult times rather than people feeling they're going through things alone. On the last night, New Hope hosted a special ceremony where we were asked to write down how we wanted to take steps to move forward honoring our loved one. I wrote down how I want to turn my pain into purpose and to do so will lean into my story, even when it hurts to bring healing to others. A few weeks later, I joined as a team lead for a summer camp for kids who recently lost a sibling, a parent, a grandparent, or someone close to them. Since then, New Hope has brought me on as a group facilitator, where I lead groups for young adults who have lost a parent, and have spoken at workshops where I share my story. Through all of this, I've learned that the strongest tool that I have is my mindset, and how everything I've experienced has strengthened my resiliency. 
The power of the mindset is the driving force behind our For the Good community, where we share stories and messages like these to empower people to discover purpose in difficult times, and how we have control over how we respond to anything in life that comes our way. We host community events and workshops focused on empowering people and host a For the Good podcast. I am also in the process of completing my first book on this, focusing on resiliency and how to bring healing to yourself and in turn feel empowered to bring healing to others by sharing your story. Ultimately, we want people to know that they have a choice as to how they respond to what life brings their way and how you have the ability to serve the world through those experiences for the good. This is Seek the Joy Podcast, the power of storytelling. Join us, share your story. For more information and to get involved, visit seekthejoypodcast.com. This series airs the third week of every month, and make sure to join us for Seek the Joy Tuesday. Until then, thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your bravery. Thank you for your joy. Thank you for being here, and thank you for listening.